It's really all about freedom. It's always been about freedom, but we are afraid and lack the courage to step into our own definition of freedom. I believe we're meant to live authentically from our heart and our soul, using our intuition to guide us, not our analytical minds. For us, for all of us, I believe we need to live our truth, discover our gifts and unique abilities, and to build a life around that truth, that knowing. This is the journey for all of us, a heroic journey. Join us through this podcast and let's learn, question, discover, challenge, envision, and conspire together to live into our most inspired authentic selves. Gentlemen, we're going to tackle a really interesting, deep, deep topic very much related to freedom, freedom emotionally, freedom mentally, and that is the word forgiveness and where that plays into real life and real freedom. And that's our topic today. I'm pretty excited to get into it, even though all of us, I think, are kind of wondering exactly where it's going to go, but we're going to find out. It is pretty important to the quality of our life in terms of how we deal with this word and what its implications are for our well-being, our happiness how we experience life from a freedom standpoint. So I'd like to kind of start with a definition of forgiveness because I suspect we understand it in a contextual way. It'll be interesting to see how we all individually articulate it. And so I thought it might be interesting. I did a little quick research on the topic. So I'm going to read a couple definitions. First of all, I went into the typical Webster dictionary world to look at what they define forgiveness as, and it was interesting. But this one I found more interesting. A patron saint by the name of St. Marie Goretti, as quoted in the Chicago Tribune, forgiveness is the intentional and voluntary process by which a victim undergoes a change in feelings and attitude regarding an offense and overcomes the negative emotions such as resentment and vengeance. So that was an interesting start, and there's something that's sort of interesting to me about this definition, and then I'd like to get your thoughts on it. That is the use of the word victim. And interesting to me because it made me wonder and question, is there always a victim in a situation in which we must forgive, whether we are the victim or someone outside of ourselves from something we did is a victim? So I thought that was kind of interesting. Aries, what is your take on this word forgiveness, and what are your thoughts in relation to this definition? I thought it was a really good definition, you know, how to sit step back and think about that for a little bit regarding the whole victim piece i think i mean one thing that comes to mind for me is kind of you know the whole term like victim mentality and i imagine we we've all experienced somebody in our lives that always feels like they're the victim of something right and a lot of times at least in my own experience those that have kind of that that mindset that things are always happening to them and they're on the receiving end or the short end of the stick, if you will, they tend to be 
not as happy, right? So, I mean, that's one thing that comes to mind. I mean, personally, as I was thinking through and just preparing kind of my thoughts around around the topic today, obviously both of you guys know kind of where I am with my faith, being a Jesus follower. And forgiveness for me is kind of what Jesus' life was all about, right? And so my understanding of forgiveness really stems from kind of understanding Jesus' life and, you know, one, I accepted him as dying for my sins, if you will, right, and all that. So my understanding of forgiveness is in that context, which has really helped me out a lot, to be honest with you. So that's one thing that, that I'll mention. And back to, like, forgiveness and even freedom, I mean, you know, sitting in one of the my church services, I mean, you know, my pastor was talking about Jesus was all about freedom, really. That's what his life was about. And so I think those two things, forgiveness and freedom, I think they are they are connected. And so, yeah, I mean, I, oh, one thing that really resonated with me in one of the church services regarding forgiveness is, is the complete opposite unforgiveness right if you don't forgive somebody the analogy that they use is it's kind of like poison but instead of the other person taking it that's you taking it so it's kind of self-inflicting right and so you know there are times in our lives say where we are on the end of an incident or an occurrence or something like that that has hurt us right might have hurt us deeply and sometimes one, maybe that other person didn't even know the extent of the hurt that they caused to you, right? And so you might be holding on to that. And if you don't forgive them, you know, that other person might, because they don't know, they might just be going on their happy, merrily way, living life and not even giving it a second thought. But then for some of us, we might be holding on to that incident or that that hurt or that offense that ends up being kind of the poison, right? That's how you kind of build up that resentment or those negative feelings. And and so, you know, one of the things, that, again, that has helped me is my belief that Jesus died for my sin and that I am forgiven for any offenses that I've done, that I'm not perfect, and that through that, it's allowed me to, one, accept forgiveness from God and then through that, it's allowed me to also offer forgiveness to others, right? So that's kind of my that's kind of my context as it relates to the topic. Cool. Thanks for sharing. Corey, what do you think? Forgiveness. What does it mean to you? Well, real quick on the quote that you gave or the definition mark. The victim component was with the one word that I was like, you know, just kind of yeah. I don't know what to think about that. We could do another podcast on victimhood and who's a victim and where, and then where do you get your power from and how do you take your power back? So that definitely is an interesting word. I, I'm not quite sure if I would really use that in that definition, but I thought the rest of the definition was quite interesting. So maybe we'll battle about semantics another time. Aries, you, you brought up the idea of poison, right? And I was in preparation, I was just looking at some different people 
talking about freedom and forgiveness and and the quote that I came upon which resonates with what you heard in church was that resentment is like drinking poison and then hoping it'll kill your enemies and the thing is when I think about forgiveness there's internally forgiving yourself and there's externally forgiving others and that poison ultimately whether it's internal external ultimately it largely affects the person holding the anger of what happened i mean i'm a dad right so like you know and i we're all dads right so like there's been moments maybe yesterday maybe today <laughs> more recently that you know uh, well he's not here right now but there's moments when you're like i wish i'd handled that better you know and sometimes i go to bed going oh now i'm not talking i mean there's some really bad stuff that happens to kids but maybe wasn't patient enough maybe raised my voice just tough and and I go to bed with a really heavy heart. And that comes to this place for me where I think about freedom from something. For me, a lot of that is really about how much I hold inside about my own lack of something, perfection, right? Success. And those things that hold you back. And those things are so difficult. And fortunately for me, I've always had some level of self-confidence and I think pretty high self-confidence. I think I've talked about this before with you all. But that self-confidence gives me the belief is I'm trying to be not perfect, but I, I try hard every day and everything I do and try to bring the best out and everything. And so when I stumble, I don't beat myself up about it. But there still are things that I hold, right? And letting those things go is, and forgiving myself for those minor or major trespasses is really to myself and who I see myself as is extremely important. Yeah. I think that, Thanks for sharing. The thing about the forgiveness for me is this concept of letting go of what I would call these low vibrational thoughts and feelings that are actually directed to one of two people, as Corey alluded to, either to myself or something wrong that I did either to myself or others. And having sort of using the word victim, being the target of someone's something that somehow caused me, or maybe if it caused a loved one or a friend or a colleague pain, all of which I've experienced numerous times with a lot of people in the circle of my life. And the thing that I've discovered over the years, and of course, like you guys have alluded to, that the sort of 
lower human self-response of anger, resentment, vengeance, whatever it might be. Balancing the scales, getting even, whatever the case may be. Repunishing, I don't know, whatever those things that we use that we think about, that we direct at others, it truly doesn't in any way harm them. It causes no retribution of any sort whatsoever. It is all more, the just increases the suffering that we currently experience. And I've had a few challenging experiences in my day. And I will say that there were two episodes that happened that I, with two people very close to me, both a relative and a colleague, that I had a very hard time letting go of these feelings of being a victim. The thing that's interesting about the word victim is that the, the word victim is always associated with some level of pain. Whatever the pain is, you can define it in all kinds of terms. So for one, one was of a betrayal. That's kind of how I really felt it. Which is one of the more, I mean, I did a little scientific and sort of behavioral science research on it. Betrayal is one of the more difficult emotions to get over and to truly get completely through the forgiveness process. And I found in my own experience that that was true because I thought I really had forgiven this person. And then I just found myself getting triggered in some way when the person's name came up in conversation or something brought me back to referencing the situation that was so difficult for me to, to deal with. And it just showed that I'm not fully forgiven. Because to me, to fully forgive means that I now relate and I experience life with that person like it never happened. Or if it happened, there's no emotional reaction to it. It's simply a fact that carries no meaning or feeling with it. Then I know I think I've completely forgiven. So I think what's important about the word is this awareness of what it means to each of us and how we can regulate where we are in that process. As Corey, you shared a personal story before we actually started the recording that it was very hard for you to get through fully the forgiveness process, even though you felt that this particular betrayal was even more difficult than one that others would say was a worse betrayal. <laughs> so it's interesting how we deal with it. And then you ask the question, well, that's interesting. What is that tied to? So these feelings I'm learning, whatever they are, particularly the negative feelings, are really a gateway to something deeper. And that can be very enlightening for us if we take the time to really search and, and be open about what that, that means. And that actually can be translated to say that we need to ask the question, why am I feeling this? What is it? Why am I having a tough time with this action of forgiveness when this seemingly is a more difficult one? And that happened to me too with this other person because I'm having the same difficulty getting over it and it is so much more benign, really. One comment the person made, which was genuine, just how they were feeling, was enough to just throw me into this difficult, challenging position that I can't fully forgive them. And it shifted the relationship. It has shifted the relationship. I cannot shift it back. And trust me, it was not a terrible thing that he said, just but somehow 
it triggered something in me. I'd be embarrassed to tell you what it was. <laughs> but it is what it is. And so I've really had to like examine that. And I don't have an answer yet. Yeah. And part of that healing process, Mark, going through that, part of forgiving is the healing, right? You can't, yeah. you can't, until you forgive, you can't heal. But maybe part of that forgiving is digging deeper. I mean, when I met Aries originally, I don't know about originally, but probably within the first year now we're on year 11 or so like you talked about this onion you just got to keep on peeling and peeling the onion and peeling the onion and getting down to the core of the question right and it's the power of asking questions and asking the right questions and listening and a lot of that especially when it comes to self-forgiveness is you asking those questions of yourself and unpeeling and unpeeling yourself. So what what may have happened to you with that, maybe as a colleague you're talking about, has nothing to do really with that colleague, right? There's something else that's way over here, right? Something that happened 20 years ago or when you were a youth or whatever that brought something up for you and that what you have with that event has somewhat to do with that, but it might show you something that you have unforgiven from long ago. I think it's really interesting. And I like that word of betrayal because yeah, betrayal is, I mean, you think about the people that's most difficult to forgive ultimately it comes from, I trusted you to do better. I trusted you with my heart, with my child, with my whatever. And even like I saw him before, being a dad, like, Corey, you want to be a dad. You trust yourself with having a child and loving them all the time. <laughs> right? And maybe in that way, so good. You know? So let me ask you guys this, because back to like talking about being dads and and Corey, like, you know, you bring up like there are so many times throughout the day, the week or whatever, where I feel like I messed up as a dad, right? Like I think about how I handle a certain situation and just shake my head. I'm like, man, you could have done better, right? And, you know, during those times when I know, say, I made a mistake or I hurt one of my boys in a certain way, right, that I go to them and I actually ask for forgiveness, Right. And, and through that process too, one of the things that back to like kids and their, their nature where they don't hold anything against me. You know what I mean? Like when I asked, you know, Hey bud, I'm sorry, daddy messed up. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I love you. And they'll be like, it's okay, dad. I love you too. Right. It's like, I don't say it's very natural or easy for them to do that. But at the same time, too, it's if, like, I guess the question I'm trying to bring up is, where did you learn how to forgive or even ask for forgiveness, right? Like, like when I think about my life, out of all the people that are closest to me, were there certain situations where they've hurt me so bad and they came to me sincerely and asked for forgiveness, you know what I mean? Like, I almost feel like those are things that, need to be modeled out and if you don't see that or if no one has taught you what that might look like i imagine that it could be very difficult for people to do that to ask for forgiveness or to say i'm sorry right 
So I, I kind of wanted to throw that out and see if you guys had any like any thoughts or insights on that. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Here's what I pick up on, because I noticed this with my grandchildren. So I have five grandchildren, and it isn't like I've, as much as I unconditionally love and pour it out on them, I'm human. And I'll be super sensitive when I say I'm going to like do something and then I don't do it. And then I'm kind of thinking I need to ask for forgiveness. I've got that sort of story running through my head. And I don't even think the word even registers for them because it isn't innate. I think the interesting thing about children that I now notice as a grandparent that didn't notice as a parent is that, and it kind of reinforces a certain idea of spirituality for me, which is that if we want to buy into this, we have this higher self and lower self. And that the essence of who we are is really a spiritual beings, let's just say, is the higher self, the self that is more not fraught with all of these low vibrational vibrations and emotions and things like that. So what comes up for me is that for a child that, let's say, never has experienced a victimhood mentality reaction where they now think the other person needs to, you know, ask me to forgive them for doing me wrong. Absent that, there is nothing. So what I wonder is if we create the need to be forgiven by victimizing somebody, okay? And then we're sort of projecting it maybe kind of back on them and we get stuck in this issue of it being because I think it's fascinating that I have now seen the same thing with my grandchildren, that there is no issue with that. And why is that? Because innately, it doesn't exist. In the essence of who we are, it's not our true real selves. It's a construct that is birthed out of our the personality, the persona, the ego, all these things that are seeking to be recognized and validated and all that stuff. So I think that's kind of an interesting piece about forgiveness. And if there's any strand of truth to that, it tells me that we have a little bit more control over it than maybe we think we do. And that we could possibly access something deep within us where we kind of realize, wait a minute, I don't have anything against anybody over anything because maybe I can get to a point where I don't have anything against myself. You know? Well, that takes us back to a, another podcast that we've recorded about suffering, right? Yes. And so I believe actually one of your quotes, Mark, was something along the lines like the root of all suffering is maybe it's my quote, but basically we, we hold on to these things, right? On how it should be, right? And areas when you're talking about, I was thinking like, ultimately, like, if you believe this, I don't know if I believe it, but concept of those children are born perfect, right? And then we go ahead and screw them all up, right? <laughs> but, you know, I think as a parent, if we want to talk about that, that's we're trying to teach our kids to have a certain level of character, right? And that's a construct too. What was okay 50 years ago or 100 years ago 
right now in different countries, cultures, religions. It's very different. I mean, I'm going to take a big swing here and think about politics in the United States right now, right? Well, the president should be a certain way, right? And there might be people that said, gosh, I voted for Donald Trump and I should have voted for Hillary. I let this happen. Like, Or there might be people that have been like, oh my gosh, I voted for Donald Trump and that was the greatest thing I've ever done, right? But you could have all those feelings and and construct this place about how a leader should be, how a dad should be, how a kid should react. I mean, how, okay, son, you should say you're sorry. Cole finally started saying sorry sincerely like maybe a year ago when he was 12, right? Because he wasn't sorry. <laughs> I mean, he was just being a very rambunctious kid, you know? Yeah, and Right. What know, am I doing wrong, really? <laughs> right? But the thing is this is going deeper into that is like, I think a lot of forgiveness is about ourselves and the actions that we take. And so I think it's important. I get that areas where you want to voice that, hey, I'm someone who cares about you and I didn't treat you the way that I like to treat you in a way I'd hope to treat you. That's not why I came into your life. But a lot of that's about you forgiving yourself, right? And there's a part of modeling that for people in your life, that vulnerability, the vulnerability to say you're not perfect, that vulnerability to talk about how and showing them how maybe to accept them not being perfect or them messing up. When it comes down to this real quick, though, it's that forgiveness is about liberating yourself, right? And if you think about your chains, and one of the people, and I think the quote I read before was from Nelson Mandela, but he had been imprisoned for 26 years. And when he was released, there's a quote, and I don't have it, but he apparently as he was walking out the gates from, I believe it was Robin Island, he talked about the fact that he had to leave that bitterness and resentment there and not bring it outside of those gates. And a lot of us have that bitterness and resentment with us, within ourselves, which basically makes us stagnant, doesn't allow us to grow, and doesn't allow us to shine as bright as we really are inside because we're internally in this prison in our heads on things that we've done, whether it was one year, five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever it was, or what we did last night or what we did a minute ago. Obviously, we need to learn from our mistakes, but some of those things replay. I, I was telling you guys in preparation for this, as absurd as this is, and maybe that's an interesting point, but I was telling you guys I was in high school and I was flirting with a girl, Amy, and I stole her shoe. We were on a field trip, and I stole her shoe, and we we're on a bus, and I threw the shoe down the school bus when it was moving, which probably doesn't really matter in the story. And it hit April in the eye. And April came to school the next day with a big patch on her eye, and it, it felt like she wore the patch for like six months, right? So it was probably like a week. And April was a cheerleader, and you know, like we were friends, but it was, you know, like, oh my gosh. And I still, I still think about that. Now, that was like an event that April probably hardly, hardly remembers at all, right? But I still play it back in my mind 
at least once a year. Like, oh my God, how stupid were you to do that? Now, that's just a frivolous thing. And I've thought about it a lot and forgiven myself for it. I'm like, dude, you've forgiven yourself, but why does it keep on playing in my head? Like, I'm angry at myself for not being perfect and not thinking through and actually hurting someone else. Like, when do you let that go? But why am I poisoning myself with self doubt, self hatred, self? And it's not hatred. I, I know I'm not that upset about it, right? But like, why am I letting that have any time in my brain, consciously or subconsciously, to do that? Something that is her eyes fine. She's a healthy adult. Got kids. She can see. You know, her extraordinary career continued on. You know, like, but something as, as frivolous as that, it's just a very interesting place to be and how something silly as that comes up where there's such other things that happen in our lives that we don't. So a lot of this idea of forgiveness is really reflecting on me because ultimately when I resent or am angry at someone else, I'm the one who's up at night. I'm the one who wakes up adjust the pillows, and then I go there in my mind. Boom, right? And that's when I have trouble sleeping, right? As you said, they got no idea that I'm suffering, right? I'm causing myself my own suffering. So how to forgive the self, but ultimately forgiving other people, right? Again, going back to our political climate, whatever place you are right now, people that support Republicans or Democrats right now, like there are some amazing, what seems to be unprecedented animosity there. If you're a Republican, how do you forgive your Democratic friends and vice versa? How do you, how do we heal from this? And ultimately that healing probably comes from forgiveness, but how do you do that on a nationwide level? Got to peel the onion, bro. (laughs) Will you help me? Yeah, that's the deep work, right? I mean, like regarding forgiveness, a lot of the pain and and the hurt that I've experienced at an early age, to be honest with you, a lot of that stemmed from my relationship with my dad, right? Like, you know, my dad, immigrant from the Philippines, and this is just what I know of his story, right? He was an immigrant from the Philippines, kind of left his entire family out there, joined the military, moved out here for a better life. And he was kind of independent, kind of out on his own. And he's he's been that way ever since he was younger. His mom had passed away at a very young age. He was really close to his mom. I never got a chance to meet my grandma. I'm not quite sure how his relationship was with his dad, right? And so just growing up, he was just very strict. He was a disciplinarian. And there was a lot of things in my childhood where we would bump heads or I experienced pain, whether I got spanked for not listening and things like that. And growing up, part of the process for me as it relates to forgiveness is really understanding not just human nature, but our spiritual nature too. And that what it's helped me do is kind of have compassion, right? Like I think about my dad and the relationship that I had with them and one, I know he's not perfect. I know I'm not perfect. And I have a different perspective now being a dad and and some of that stuff showing up with my relationship with my boys. But I could only think and ask to myself, like, okay, why, why did my dad 
do the things that he did in terms of some of the pain that he caused me growing up, right? And I had to ask myself those deep questions. And I know there are reasons for that. I know there was pain that he experienced at such a young age that he never really found healing towards, right? And so some of that anger and some of that frustration came out in different ways towards different people, right? And so having to step back from that and ask myself those questions and, and give him some, some compassion and just say, I know he's not perfect, but I still love him. There's a lot of things that I don't understand why he is the way he is. But I also know that a lot of the things that he does really isn't conscious, right? He does those things subconsciously out of reaction, right? Out of these negative reactions. And so that's one of the things that really helped me kind of understand because I had to, a lot of the pain and the resentment that I did have growing up and into just being a, an adult, a lot of that was towards him. And I had to, I had to start that process in forgiving him and that healing process for myself. You know what I mean? And that was part of it for me is I had to, I had to take a look at his life and just say, hey, you know, I had to give him grace and just know that there's a lot of things that I, I don't know. I don't understand all the suffering that he's gone through and that I know he loves me. Deep down inside, I know he loves me, but I know he's not perfect and he, he has caused me some pain. And I take that into my relationship with my boys too. I'm like, man, I love them so much, but I know I there's times where I do stuff where on the receiving end, on, on their end, they probably, man, dad doesn't love me. You know what I mean? But that's not the case. A lot of that is kind of back to these chains that we need to break, right? There's these things that enslave us, right? Whether it's anger, anxiety, all these different things, but these are patterns of behavior that a lot of times we don't know where they come from, but we experience them. And then us ourselves take that with us as human beings and, and we inflict that on other people that we love too. So I don't know. I I thought I'd share that just because I'm sure all of us have at least one person in our lives that we have like when you think about your your greatest amount of pain and hurt i'm sure if you really took some time to think about that you could probably narrow it down to one person right there's that one person that that caused that for you and you just got to think about that and ask yourself like okay like why did that person do that and i feel like that's where a lot of the pain that we are experiencing as a country that we've never really did that deep work. Like when I think of, again, with the social injustice and racism, those are chains that span for generations. But in those generations, they never quite found healing to break those chains so that way the next generation doesn't have those same things, right? It's a yeah. cycle almost. Yeah. You know, Aries, I was thinking about that and you talk about your dad and... My dad was an alcoholic, and as he got older, he eventually developed dementia and Alzheimer's type of symptoms. And one of my biggest frustrations with him, my grandpa lived to be 98 years old, and my grandpa and I were super tight. And it wasn't that my dad and I weren't tight, but like he died at 78, and Alzheimer's and dementia had 
gripped him probably 10 years earlier. And I'm pissed at him. I should have had that man. Now, and maybe I shouldn't make the, do the addition. Drinking led to Alzheimer's, but there are some things medically that, not necessarily that, but wet brain and other things that lead to Alzheimer's type of conditions. And like, I'm pissed that he didn't have the freaking self control <laughs> to master that, right? I should have my dad still. If his father could live to be 98 years old, him dying at 78 is just that way. It makes no sense, right? But I'm not still mad at him, but for a while I wasn't. And as he got sicker with Alzheimer's, I was angry at him during that time. It made it hard for me to visit him because I was mad at him because he, in my mind, whether it's scientific or not, was part of the cause of the situation he was. And I was mad that I didn't have my dad. I was very mad that I didn't have my dad. And it's pretty tough. On the other hand, it ties in other things, which is accepting him for who he was. And for that matter, too, accepting ourselves, right? I mean, ultimately, we've talked about this before in other ones, is depression, which I think if you have a lot of a lot of resentment, a lot of anger, a lot of those things, either internally at yourself or other people, is regret for past actions, right? And if you have that those regrets from those past actions, it's difficult for you to forgive yourself and move forward, which leads to depression. And accepting yourself and who you are, you know, and accepting yourself for your transgressions, whether they are intentional or unintentional, does give you that freedom and liberty. And if we can find that freedom by accepting who we are and what we've done leads to the healing that allows us to grow again. Mm -hmm. And that's what freedom is, is the ability to grow and move forward. Yeah. Yeah. So the million dollar question for both of you, I'm going to ask. So I'll start with Aries. Where are you on the paradigm on a scale of one to 10 with respect to fully forgiving your dad today? Where are you? Today, I, I'm at a 10, right? Cool. But with a little asterisk. So yeah. I'm at a 10. But there are times where still in our relationship, he'll do things that will trigger that pain mm. again, right? Do you struggle with forgiveness in that moment? Absolutely. Okay, just, okay. Yeah, absolutely. It brings me back, right? It, like, it brings back all those negative feelings. And then I will... I'll be sitting there and I'll have to talk to Mel and I'll have to kind of vent that out and let release that and to kind of talk it through. I'll have to pray about it. Right. Back, you know, and I think that's just the way it's going to be. Right. Like, and then after that, I'm good, but that has been the case. Like I, there was a point where I did acknowledge that I had these negative feelings towards him and resentment and pain. And I, I told myself, you know, I, I forgive you. I kind of let that go. I surrendered that to God, right? And then even through that, there are still situations that still come back and it brings those feelings back up. And I got to go through that same process over again. 
but it's just the turnaround time though right it's like he could do something and then the next day i'm like no i'm good but i have to forgive him again each time right yeah so that's kind of where i'm at but i've learned how to deal with it in a healthier way where i'm not holding on to that therefore building that resentment and then when something does happen and then you know i mean my top blows off and then it gets really bad between me and him you know or it can be but i don't ever like being that way towards him you know at the end of the day he's he's still my dad i love him and i respect him but i know there's still some of that pain those scars they're still there mm -hmm. so how would you briefly in summary form describe the actual process that you go through when you have the feelings of non-forgiveness whatever form those take and then you recognize it so you talked about you talked with mel about it but if you were coaching someone going through anger, how would you help them through it in terms of what's worked for you? How would you describe your own process? I mean, I would say I don't have thoughts where I tell myself, no, I don't forgive him, right? So that's one thing. That's not my mindset. That's not my thinking. But it still is, man, you know, there are times where I'll have thoughts in my head like, dude, I, I freaking hate him, right? Like, I'm so mad at him right now, right? Like, and so, one, I got to distance myself from that situation. How do you do that? It, I just got to walk away. Okay. <laughs> or physically, yeah, I got to physically distance myself from that. And or, you know, that's where I lean on other people that are aware of kind of the history, whether it's Mel or, you know, my mom, she's seen us go through it growing up. She was like, all right, you know, walk away or they'll try to take me away. Right. And then when I'm by myself or say I'm with Mel and we're driving home, I'm just talking and I'm venting to her and she, she'll just listen and she'll just let me kind of express how I'm feeling in that moment. And then, you know, afterwards I'll pray about it to release it to intentionally release it for myself. Because if not, then I feel like I'm still holding on to it. So I'll pray. I'll pray to God. Say, yeah, I'll pray to God about, hey, this is an example, right? I'll just say, Lord, I have a lot of hate or I'm really mad at my dad right now. And you know the history behind that, but I don't want to feel this way. So I surrender the whole situation to you. I love him. You know, I want to pray for him and the pain and whatever has caused him to react a certain way towards me. And I just leave it at that. And at that point, it's kind of out of my hands. Like I don't try to control that or say he needs to change. Right. At that point in time, that's where I have a change of heart where my heart softens and it doesn't harden towards him, but it actually softens. And I, that's where I have more compassion towards him. I think about, I know he's had a, a tough childhood. There's a lot of details that I don't know. There's a lot of pain that he's had and he hasn't learned how to deal with it. You know what I mean? So that's kind of the process that I go through. Generally, you feel complete relief within a day or two of having gone through from start to finish. You know, you've talked it through, even set your intention, prayer. Do you feel an immediate release? Now I do, but it, that, you know, back to like, you got to have these spiritual practices. Yeah. So having done this for 
Yeah, exactly. Time, I, like you said you've shortened the cycle. Exactly. Yep. I had to practice that. That was a spiritual practice that I had to deal with my own. Again, this is my own anger and this yeah. is my own resentment that I was holding inside. Yep. Well, great. I appreciate the share on that. And I'm curious, Corey, with you on a scale of one to 10, where are you in forgiveness for your dad? You know, I've had a minute to think about it as Aries was talking about his pops. And it's it's interesting. You know, it's a whole different level because he's gone. Mark, you still have your dad. Aries, you still have your dad. True. And when they're gone, that's ultimately all that shit's mine now. <laughs> right? <laughs> I can't talk it out with him. He can't piss me off tomorrow. Like, he can't take a physical action to make me mad. Right? So it's a totally different thing. But ultimately, it's the same exercise. Right? <sighs> And I don't know if I have a good answer for you, Mark, on a scale of one to ten. When Aries said ten, I'm like, dude, good on you, Aries. You know, well, well, that's right now. I don't have any negative feelings towards my dad well, right tomorrow, now. You're this lunch. <laughs> you gotta give us a number here, Corey. So, what so comes to I, I don't, I don't know. I think sevens are completely weak sauce. Right? For, you won't get a seven out of Aries for anything. We know. Right? Yeah, we don't. Do yeah, seven. We, I've learned that from Aries as well. I would. I guess I. I hope I'm an eight. I hope I'm an eight. Okay. Which tells me you're really not at an eight, but you'd like to be. I think there's times when I am, but ultimately I think it comes down to, you know, I think about the process I'm working through with this and it's not just my dad, but it's a good case study for all of us. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Is acceptance, right? Accepting him for who he was, his pains, his childhood, his frustration marriage work whatever it was right the dad that he was he couldn't be like all those things and ultimately my dad was great his big foible his great weakness was to alcohol he wasn't abusive he wasn't verbally abusive physically abusive nothing like that great provider him and my mom didn't work out when i was four i don't have any anger towards that but my son's mom and I got divorced when my son was well separated when he was still two, divorced when we were three. You know what I mean? So, and that's not why I have no anger or energy towards my parents' divorce anyone I was for. I accept that long ago. Ultimately, acceptance is really important. And now that he's gone, if you think about this, right? I love him. And love is the ultimate acceptance. When you get through it all, right? If your dad was not here, right? And all the good things, bad things. I think ultimately, if both your dads weren't here, you love them. I mean, that's the ultimate thing. I love that man. And that love is an acceptance of all the foibles, all the trespasses, all those things, because I loved him. And then ultimately, the next step after that for me is self-love loving myself for being angry at him mad at him not accepting him for his weaknesses and the man that i wish i still had he's not here but loving myself and letting letting that frustration and anger go away because ultimately i love the guy and he was a great dad i mean his trespasses in the grand scheme of things was Either you can say he had a disease or he didn't have self-control. If you consider a disease, it's easier to let it go. 
if you consider self-control, you know, you can be more angry at it. But how do I accept him for who he was? And ultimately, the people that we love the most, you have to accept them for who they are. Because that goes back to that concept of suffering. Because if I don't accept him for who he is, then I will suffer because of his drinking and alcoholism. I'll suffer because I don't still have him. If I accept him for who he was and that I love him, then I can I can celebrate him in the relationship that we had instead of going back into that past of regrets that could lead to depression and other pieces in our lives that aren't healthy for him or me. And he's gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's only going to affect me in the relationships that I have with the people that I love in my life. So how do I accept him for who he is and not suffer over my frustration with him that he didn't have self-control or he was an alcoholic and he had a disease? Like that's stupid, right? Doesn't mean we don't all do it to ourselves at some level, right? But accepting him for who he is and, and just loving him and and everything. I mean, even even if you think about like I was thinking about this in this process, like if my son was knock on wood, gone tomorrow, like Oh, he didn't do his homework good today. Like, I was just thinking about the beautiful boy he was. You know? I wouldn't be like, oh, well, he was, you know, he blah, blah, blah today or three weeks ago or whatever. Like, those aren't the things I remember about him, right? I think about this beautiful child. With that said, with acceptance and love, you can choose to have it in your life or not, right? And so... I, I remember someone telling me when I was younger, like, you can fall in love with someone and love her, right? Doesn't mean you need to marry them, <laughs> right? They could be amazing, could be in love, it's great, but that doesn't make them a good partner, right? And it could, but it doesn't necessarily, those two dots don't necessarily connect. I can accept someone for who they are. It doesn't necessarily mean that they need to be in my life actively, right? I can accept a colleague. I can accept my child. I can accept my father. I can accept my neighbor. But it doesn't mean like my neighbor invites me over for Labor Day. Like I'm like, I accept that that neighbor's just the way he is. And thank goodness for big fences. But, you know, no, I don't want to go over Labor Day. Like he's kind of a jerk and I accept him for being him. But, he is who he is. And I'll add to that, Corey. That's one thing about forgiveness, right, is you could give someone forgiveness, but it doesn't mean that the relationship has to be a certain way or has to be what it was prior to some of those hurts, right? I think a lot of that is, okay, realizing some of the pain that we've all gone through and our pain bodies, if you will, right, they clash. And so it would be good to just have those healthy boundaries, you know what I mean? So that way, that way we don't have to be in a situation where I have to forgive that person again. And that's where we got to learn, you know, part of that is just the whole learning process, learning about ourselves and, and other people back to accepting, accepting, Hey, this is what it is. This person, although I've forgiven them, they're probably not the best person for me or they're, they're a very toxic relationship right in my life. And so I need to distance myself from that. So that way it's not toxic anymore. Right. As an example. And so I think it's important for that. I would add to that. I mean, there's this idea of forgetting and forgiving, right? I think at some level, you don't want to 
carry what happened with you all the time. But at the same time, this person did this to me. I forgive them and I accept that from who they are, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I want them back in my life or will trust them quite the same way. Right. So there is that difference. And then you, and with that too, is how much do you want them to be in your life? Right. Conversation I have with Cole is about family. As we get older, basically my only biological parent left is my mom. And then my sister and I will be the, you know, in our line, the elders, if you will. Right. And my family only goes, goes down from here, meaning down my, my line to my son. But you know, I was talking about Cole and we were talking about family and I'm like, some people don't have, some people are adopted. Their, their parents are gone for whatever reason. They passed away, they, but you can build your own family. And I think ultimately we have to be the craftsmen of our lives and the people that we, we meet in our lives, we attract them and we can also pick and choose who are the people that are rewarding in our lives, right? And bring positivity to our lives and help us be the best people we can be. And that's not about forgiveness or acceptance or whatever. It's also saying, okay, I forgive and I love, but also this is the path that I'm on, right? And and these are the people that make me feel the greatest. These are the people that add to to my life ultimately. And I've had to think about that a lot too. Like, okay, I forgive and I love and I accept, but doesn't necessarily mean I want that in my life on a day-to-day basis or very often, which seems potentially contradictory at first blush. Well, I love them and I accept them, but I don't want them around. (laughs) But it isn't necessarily contradictory. I agree. Great shares, gentlemen. Really appreciate the real life leading to some real freedom ideas, which is why we talk about this forgiveness, because it is really key to our own freedom, is to be able to have the power to forgive others and to forgive ourselves. And the thing that I really appreciate you sharing is that we all have, one, the ability to exercise our free will to forgive. We have the ability to do it. It may not be easy, and we all have to find kind of ways to kind of get through the obstacles that prevent us from doing it. But both of you have shared some couple of great ways. You know, Aries, your processing of sharing with others, letting go even the thought of not forgiving and setting intentions to kind of let that go, talking it out with your spouse and and then sort of just giving it up, just giving it up, giving it to God, just letting letting it out of the realm of yourself. And in Corey's case, true love and acceptance. I mean, two of the most powerful words in the English language, love probably the highest vibrational frequency that there is, in which, and I do believe, I know it's going to sound a little bit crazy, but to the extent that science can measure the vibrational level of emotions and the concept of like attracting like, that you can't have hate in the same room with love. Just like when you turn a light on, there is no darkness. It can't exist. 
And I think that that is true with some of these emotions and recognizing that and bringing these very strong positive emotions to play can, can truly help us through these feelings and these emotions. And that's what it's all about. I mean, since we're all about freedom in real life, man, we've hit the nail on the head in this podcast, I think in both areas. So appreciate both of your contributions. I could have echoed yours, Aries, on many levels because I myself had had this history with my dad, but I will tell you that my biggest breakthrough was just realizing that, you know what? Even though he confessed his shortcomings as a father, I still struggle. And then I just, I just, all of a sudden, I just kind of saw through his persona and the personality that always irritated me on so many levels and other ways that I looked up to. And I just said, you know what? I am going to just move that out of my focus. I'm going to look to him as just a soul, just a soul, no body, no nothing, just the ethereal essence of who he is. And in doing that, all that other stuff that I associated with his physical presence, all these things, just to a degree, it like melted away. And then I just realized that that's just the human part of him. And he did the best he could with what he had. I know the chain in my father's life started with my great grandfather to my grandfather, to him. And truthfully, I remember growing up saying, I've seen it. I've heard about it from my, my grandmother and my aunt. And the reality is I'm stopping it right here on my watch. It's over. So I set that intention to be a different father to my children. And I am thankful I had the will and the, the ability to do that. But the other side of it was I had to give him that unconditional love and acceptance myself. And by this was my system, stripping away the, the whole personage human part of it. And that really helped me. So it doesn't matter how we get there. And that's the whole point. But if we want to live a life of real freedom, this is one big one to get through, is to be able to not be the victim and to be able to completely forgive. And I'm going to leave you with one last thought. There's a book by this dude from Hawaii, and I, I'm going to bastardize the name. I apologize in advance. I should have done a little Google research before I got there, but I didn't because I wanted to stay focused on this. But here's the thing. So this guy, I don't remember his title, but he was part of the prison system in Hawaii. He was like a counselor and a therapist. And he learned this technique, and he was sent to this prison because they had a lot of really tough nuts to crack with some of these prisoners. And they needed his help in, in just kind of like dispelling the anger and stuff like that. So this is what he did. He looked at every single file, read through the file, and in different parts of the file, he would say these four phrases. And it doesn't matter the order of them. I'm sorry. I forgive you. I love you. Thank you. Okay? He had his order of things. Now, the first time I read this, you talk about the power of the word, okay? If you take these four phrases and play it out in the spirit of moving those feelings to somebody else on your behalf, I am saying these four things to you in this situation. 
I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. It's called Hokopono Ono or something like that. And it's designed to be literally an emotional and mental cleansing exercise. So when you guys find yourself getting all wound up in some situation with somebody, try, it doesn't matter what order you do them in. I mean, I when I played around with this myself, over the course of a week or two, I finally settled on this particular version of, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. I would say it over and over and over until I felt release. And it did have some long-term effect on me overall in terms of having more tolerance and having less criticism of others and, most importantly, for myself, to myself. So I would just add that as an additional tool in closing with respect to the forgiveness. And on that note, I would like to offer each of you a closing thought on today's conversation around forgiveness. If you have one, that was mine. I'll go. Thank you. So, Mark, one, I think that's a really amazing mantra, and I can see how I can apply it in my life. Ultimately, I still, yeah, maybe a lot of our pain, again, comes from internal pain. And that's where the, the biggest forgiveness seems to come. So if you think you're saying, I'm sorry to myself, please forgive me. I love you and thank you, right? And you just put that into your own place. That's pretty powerful. And and I know this comes up in many of our discussions, but I go back to that Bob Marley song about redemption song, which is emancipate yourself from mental slavery. And hating someone else, anger at someone else, or even more poisonous, anger at yourself, ultimately ends up being poison to the person that's carrying that. And freeing yourself, emancipating yourself from that anger, frustration, is something that gives you wings. And ultimately, that's where we want to be, is be liberated from that pain and liberated from those feelings so we can grow and accomplish the things that this world needs so badly. Well said. Thank you. Yeah, for me, I would just say, you know, in order to forgive, you have to be able to accept forgiveness, right? Because at least in my own personal experience, again, you know, with my faith, I had to do that and ask for forgiveness and accept that for myself in order to give that out to somebody else for that forgiveness to flow through me, right? Because if you don't, if you're not able to, then there's nothing flowing through you. You think it's all from you. But, you know, that's back to where there really is that that spiritual component to it, right? And so, yeah, that's what it is for me. You got to be able to accept forgiveness for yourself. You know, back to, in other words, kind of what Corey was saying, like you have to be able to forgive yourself. Exactly. Nice. So on that note, I wish each of you and myself and our listening audience the power and the freedom to truly love, accept, and forgive unconditionally under all circumstances. Amen. And until our next episode, carry on and forgive. Mm-hmm.